It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Uh, not near as good as you, sitting down at the beach. Yeah, I'm sitting down here at Dolphin Island, so if we have a little bit of uh, connectivity issues or sound issues, I apologize for that. Uh, but we're down here until New Year's Eve, so pretty excited about that. Sitting down here on the balcony right now overlooking the ocean, so that's not – things could be worse. But anyway, um, all right, so we actually had a, a little bit of Titans news today, which is kind of weird for a Tuesday. But um, we're, we'll talk a little bit about DeMarco Murray and I guess maybe kind of conflicting reports on his knee injury and, and what we think it means. Then we'll talk about uh, the Titans' 2018 opponents. We know who those are at this point. We know who they'll be playing at home and away. I don't know, obviously, exact, the exact uh, order they'll play them in the schedule yet, but know who they'll be playing. And then we'll talk a little bit about the, uh, the line for the Titans-Jaguars in Week 17, which kind of surprised Terry and I both when we saw it. Um, but anyway, as always, uh, I'm Jimmy Morris. We write for MusicityMiracles.com. I'm on Twitter at JMorrisMCM. Terry's on Twitter at TLambertFB. All right, so DeMarco Murray today it was announced that, well, so Mike Malarkey says he has an LCL sprain. And, you know, he's day-to-day, was what Mike Malarkey said. Adam Schefter, a little bit before we started reporting the show, said that he has a grade three MCL sprain, and, but DeMarco wants to play on Sunday. So, I mean, from, from, to me, it sounds like that there's a shot he's going to play. Now, we've seen, I mean, there was, a, there was a week, a couple of, or there was a game, a few, I guess actually after that Colts Monday night game where he just looked banged up. And we really thought, you know, they were going to rest him a week, give him a week to get better. He responded well to treatment and was back out there the next week. So, you know, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if he's ready to go. But I would say it's probably a pretty safe bet that he won't play. But, you know, Mike Marker didn't close the door today. And we know how much he loves DeMarco. So it, it, that'll be something to watch as the week goes along. Yeah, I think the key here is he left the door open. He said maybe in a limited role. Uh, that Murray could play. So, I mean, what we've said it all along. It's clear this staff has some sort of trust issue with, with Derrick Henry, with other backs on the roster, uh, on third downs, uh, passing downs, you know, pass protection. So uh, that's DeMarco Murray's role, uh, if, if nothing else. Now, the past couple of weeks we've seen him be the bell cow, uh, and, and he's kind of reestablished himself as, as the running back one here. Uh, but – I think that much is out of the question for sure. Um, so, uh, like you were saying, uh, DeMarco Murray is loved by this coaching staff. You know, I texted you when the news broke today, and I said Malarkey might run him out there in a wheelchair himself out of the tunnel. So, um, you know, the Schefter news, if the Schefter news is is correct, I don't see any way uh, he can go. Um, but, you know, if it's – I don't know. I don't know who to believe right now, but – uh, you know, we've seen Murray be banged up throughout the season, and we've seen him play when we thought he would rest. So maybe we'll be surprised again. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, we we talked last night about the fact that um, you know that that doctor that writes for the San Diego whatever paper said that he thought it looked more like an MCL or an ACL. Um, and so, I mean, the Schefter report you know goes along those lines, but the Titans are still saying LCL, so I don't I don't really know what it means, but. Regardless, in my mind, for a limited role, if that's what they're saying, if he's going to play a limited role, 
if they they just truly don't trust Derrick Henry on third down passing situations, whatever, then I'm fine with DeMarco Murray coming in when it's third and 18, when it's third and 12. You know, we're in third and long, second and second 15, whatever, whatever those, those types of situations are, if he's going to play that limited role. But if he's limited and they're going to give him any carries at all, I think that's a terrible idea. I think it's I think it's dumb. Like I don't understand. I mean, I know like we we've got issues with with Derrick Henry, and we've talked a lot about that about how you know some people pretend like once they once they hand it over to Derrick Henry, you know he's going to rush for fifteen hundred yards, and we're never going to worry about it again. It's not going to be that simple. But we've seen this year Derrick Henry is the better back right now, and he's the one that needs to be getting the carries, and especially when you start talking about. DeMarco Murray being hobbled like he's going to be, it just doesn't make sense for them to give him anything more than a, you know, blocking situations, those, those kind of snaps. That's the only thing that it would make sense for them to give him. And, you know, we've kind of not been able to criticize John Robinson at all because virtually everything he's done to this point has turned to gold, uh, considering where he started. But I'm just, I'm shocked that they didn't bring in another back. I mean, they're they're roll, they've rolled with two, uh, two running backs, which is just unheard of in the NFL. Uh, I really thought they would add a pass catcher, a, a theoretic type, um, you know, even going bargain bin hunting, uh, just just signing a cheap guy that can go out and catch some passes and help out on third downs. So I'm really surprised that that we haven't seen that. And, and you know, they're in a position now where it might finally bite them. Uh, so I, I don't know how much David Fluellen is going to do uh, in terms of pass catching. Uh, we've seen them shy away from Derrick Henry in that role. Uh, they just don't trust Kalfani Muhammad. You know, they, they didn't trust him in preseason, so whatever, but they trust him right now. Uh, so I'm not I'm not going to shut the door on them poaching somebody off a practice squad just just to have another body up. Uh, but it, it's a really interesting situation, and you know, it, I don't know if it was Malarkey's call or, or John Robinson's call in the end, but. Uh, just not adding that third capable back might come back to bite them. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get an indication um, of how, how this is going to go as the week goes along. Uh, obviously, practice reports will tell us some stuff. But if, if they make a move, whether it's Muhammad or somebody else, uh, then we'll know that you know DeMarco Murray really is either going to be out or extremely limited and they need somebody else. You know, in the case, because right now, if you have a limited Murray, you know, limited to the passing down roll or whatever, then you've only got two healthy running backs. You've got Henry and you've got Fluell. And if, if one of those guys, if Henry goes down, then it's just Fluell. And I don't think we want that. And I know that they're going to bring in somebody that's going to, you know, come in and save them. But you got to have at least another guy out there in case in case one of the other guys goes down. So anyway, that, that'll be something we'll keep an eye on as the week goes along. Uh, just to see, like, like I said, roster moves, I think will probably be the best indicator of where they feel like Murray is. If they add somebody, then they, they don't feel good about his chances to be out there. Uh, Fantasy fans, listen up. It's not too late to join the 500,000 people that have already downloaded draft this season. You get to play in a real-life snake draft, but you're done under five minutes, and they last for just one week. You can join one right now for Week 17. The best part, you play for cold, hard cash. And get this. Your chances of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites. All new players get a free money entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use the promo code LONFL. That's right, play a real money game for free just by using the promo code LONFL. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it. 
that they're even offering Locked On Titans listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. Check it out. Again, that's draft.com. Search draft in the App Store. You download it, sign up. You'll be drafting in minutes. Really cool. Check it out. Uh, I don't think I can do any drafts this week because I'm in Alabama, and I'm pretty sure you can't play any fantasy sports apparently in Alabama. Um, but uh, you should check it out. It, it is really cool, and if, if you're used to season-long stuff, you'll, you'll love drafts. So check it out, draft.com. Search draft in the App Store, and again, use the promo code LONFL. All right, so Titans uh, 2018 opponents were announced today. Terry posted about that on the site, MusicityMiracles.com. You can check that out there. Um, you know, we were talking before we went on real quick. When you look at next year's schedule, the fact that they play the AFC East, they play the NFC East, two, you know, divisions that, that, that are, you know, pretty, pretty tough generally. Um, just looking at it from right now, compared to this year's schedule, next year's schedule is a lot harder. And Terry made the point, you know, we're, the Titans are never going to get an easier schedule than what they had this year. So you're looking at home games against the Jets, Patriots, Eagles, Redskins, Ravens, then obviously the division opponents. And then away games against the Bills, Dolphins, Cowboys, Giants, and Chargers, and then the division opponents there as well. So, you know, I mean, looking at that now, we, we, we're not going to sit down and go through what we think are wins and losses because that's ridiculous to do at this point. But just as kind of a high overview, Terry, what, what stood out to you when you first saw those names? Um, it's just like I told you. It, it makes this year's schedule look really simple, really easy. Uh, so, uh, and, you know, so much can change. Yeah, we've seen the Titans. We thought the Titans were going to be a top-tier team, and they've come out and they've been a middle-of-the-road team. So, you know, when you talk about teams like the Eagles, uh, you know, teams are going to get get film on Carson Wentz, and maybe they'll be able to slow him down. You don't know how he's going to respond to the ACL. Uh, so a lot of things can change. But just looking at it right now, it, it just looks like three or four steps tougher uh, than what the Titans are going through right now. So you're talking about the Cowboys, and the Giants will be better uh, trip to, to play the Chargers. Titans never went out there. So uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, this staff is going to really have to improve. Uh, this roster is really going to have to improve. Marcus Mario is really going to have to improve. Or, you know, it, it might be a, a, a down year, and, and that might spur some coaching changes. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, it, so much can change with teams between now and then. Even in the season, we've seen injuries and that kind of stuff pop up. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't see a path that's easier than what they've had this year. So, um, I don't know. But it, it's, it's always fun to, to see those names out there and for things to already be decided as far as who's going to be where in the division. And obviously, if you're not familiar with the way the NFL schedule works, each year they play everybody in the division twice. They play an entire division from the AFC they play an entire division from the NFC, and those rotate on, on a yearly basis. And then they play the team from the two divisions in the AFC, but they don't play the whole division. They play the two teams that finish in the same spot as them. So the Titans are second in the division. So that's why you have the Ravens and uh, the Chargers. Um, so that, that's what you're looking at for next year, and that's how the schedule works. So you can kind of figure out you know, where they're going to be uh, as the season goes along, but then the last two opponents are, are not, sometimes not finalized until after week 17. But Titans already have that this year. So, anyway, obviously that'll be interesting to watch, and we'll be, be keeping up with that as we go along there. All right, so coming up to this, we were talking a little bit about, we, we didn't touch the last night on the NFL's, uh, I don't know if it's an apology or an admission of wrongdoing uh, on the onside kick against the Rams on Sunday. So we'll talk a little bit about that, and we will talk about the line for Titans-Jaguars, which was kind of interesting. 
Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, but I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws, but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so yeah, real quick on the NFL or on the onside kick, the NFL basically came out and said they screwed up, uh, or the referee screwed up. That one of the referees basically told the Titans that the, the ball was in play, while the other referee had said that the timeout was longer. Um, and so then I, I think once they realized they had done that, then they had to figure out what they could do. Uh, to try to make up for that. And, and we know a guy that's a college ref, and he said he, he knew of a similar thing that happened. Ref blew the whistle for play after, you know, they had kind of miscommunicated on one sideline. He ended up getting fired over it. Um, now, I don't know what's going to happen here because uh, the, the guy that we know said that the, it, the referee that he knew didn't change the outcome. Like, they gave the team to recover the onside kick the ball. Obviously, that's not what happened in the Titans game. But, you know, like, like we said last night a little bit, there's just been so much this year with rule, what's a catch, what's not a catch. Um, you know, and, and then just blown calls in games uh, not going on. I mean, we saw one in the Titans-Steelers game uh, on the th- in the Thursday night football game, that, that fumble that went forward right at the end of the first half. And obviously it didn't end up mattering. The Titans got smoked in that game. Um, but, you know, the, the Steelers got like a like a 15 yards further in than they should have and were able to kick a field goal because of it. So, and obviously Miami, I mean, we, we, we know what happened down there. So, you know, the Titans have been, I guess, the victim of, of these things a couple times this year. But it's not exclusive to the Titans. It's been all across the NFL. You know, the funny thing is they made a big deal at the beginning of the year about how they were going to have some full-time officials this year. And honestly, I can't remember uh, a year having as many many different controversial things as this year has. Uh, It's ridiculous. You know, the NFL can come out and say uh, we were wrong, but you you can't go back and change the call. And, you know, we don't know how it would have affected the game. Uh, But it was certainly a crucial point in the game uh, where the Titans had just kind of recaptured momentum, they get that ball back. You don't know what happened. So, and we'll never know. So uh, honestly, all today kind of did was kind of turn the knife a little bit for Titans fans. So uh, they've been on the wrong end of, of these blown calls uh, now three or four times, you know, you you had the, you had the weird non-interception call in in San Francisco. You had the, the Johnny Smith pass interference in Miami. You had the, the Matt Castle fake fumble that, that went forward 15 yards. So sometime, uh, sometime soon, I hope the Titans are going to be on the other end of these calls. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, like you said, it just doesn't it doesn't do you any good when they come out and say, "Oh, sorry, we messed up." Um, doesn't doesn't change what happened on Sunday. All right, so last night tonight, the the Titans Jaguars line came out today, and we were sitting at Chick Fil A eating lunch, and Terry texted me and said that the line opened Titans minus six, and I really I, like I thought that I read it 
wrong. Like I had to, I had to kind of stare at my phone for a minute because I thought it was going to be like Titans plus six would have made more sense to me. Um, and, and so I guess I mean you know obviously we know the Titans and the Jaguars the first time they played, but that that seems like you know ages like like that seems like a, a season or two ago. Um, so I mean I don't think it's really fair to use that as a reason for this. Obviously, what the what Vegas is factoring on is the Jaguars resting some guys. Um, if you look at my bookie now, the, the Titans are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So, I mean, I think it's adjusted a little bit uh, in, in some spots of what it, what it came out with. But uh, it's an interesting spot because, I mean, you think about guys the Jaguars could rest, and, and Terry and I talked about this off-air before uh, earlier this week. Uh, who are they going to rest? Um, are they going to rest Bortles? I mean, they could, I guess, but they've seemed this year to really try to run their game plan regardless of what is going on because I think they know in the playoffs he's, they're going to need him to throw to win some games. So, you know, maybe they give him some time off in this game. They could rest Leonard Fournette. He's been, you know, banged up with different stuff as, as the season's gone along. But, I mean, really it's the, it's the guys on the defensive side of the ball that, um, you know, that I would be worried about. And with their injuries at receiver, um, you know, I wouldn't think that – I would think they would want to get as many reps as they could with guys like Kenny Cole and, and uh, D.D. Westbrook. I mean, those guys have – you know, Westbrook was hurt at the beginning of the year. Those guys haven't been on the field very much. Now, sure, they'll get Hearns and, and Lee back at some point. But I don't know. I, I'm not sure they're going to rest a lot of guys on offense if they rest a few of the guys on defense. I guess you could see something happen there. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Tim Rohn came out and said today – that they're going to play to win, you know, they're going to play like they do always. And coaches generally say that, and every now and then they'll say, "No, we're going to we're going to shut guys down." Um, but we'll know more as the week goes along. And then, especially if you have a couple of guys like a, J- a Jalen Ramsey or whoever inactive on game day, that, that'll give you kind of a better indication of, of what the Jaguars are looking at in this game. Yeah, this is a really weird spot. I mean, I feel like you know people just have this unrealistic expectation when they see rumors that the Jaguars are going to rest their starters. It's not like you're you're resting Tom Brady and, and your whole roster is going to change because you're sitting your quarterback. I'm not sure how big of a fall-off it is from Blake Bortles to Chad Henney. Uh, you know, they've played without Leonard Fournette a ton uh, recently. So I, if you start talking about resting Jalen Ramsey, if you start talking about resting – you know, some of those defensive starters, A.J. Bouye, uh, okay, then we can talk. Uh, but we don't we don't really know what they're going to do. So it, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I, I was shocked to see it so high. I think Titans by three is, is much more accurate. Uh, so we'll see. I, I just it, – it's weird to talk about the Jaguars resting starters. Uh, they're just not – you know, we see teams with quarterbacks. You know, teams with obvious offensive playmakers, we see those guys being rested. So I'm not sure we've seen a team like the Jaguars in this situation before resting players. So it's kind of new territory for us. Yeah, I mean, you think about like a Le'Veon Bell. You know, the Steelers play the Browns this weekend. Now, the Steelers could still, if they win, the Patriots lose, the Steelers could still get home field advantage. But, I mean, you think about something like that making sense to rest a guy, like you said, Tom Brady. Um, you don't think about you know your your cornerbacks and your defensive linemen, so we'll just just kind of see how that goes. Um, and again, like I said, we we probably won't know anything until Sunday as far as what they're going to do. But it's an interesting spot too because the Titans more than likely are going to be the sixth seed. Um, you know, if, if the Ravens win, the Titans win. You got a bunch of teams. That, anyway, if, if it plays out, you got a bunch of teams at nine and seven. Um, obviously, if it's only the Titans and the Ravens that end up at nine and seven. Um, then the Titans would be the five because they beat the Ravens. But if you've got two or three teams there, 
Uh, the Titans end up as a six seed, and they got to go to Jacksonville and play again next week. So, you know, all, all that stuff, it, it makes for a little bit more of an interesting dynamic there. So, um, like I said, we, we won't know anything, so we'll kind of keep an eye on that as the week goes along. Uh, Terry, anything else we need to touch on tonight? Yeah, it's worth men- mentioning uh, if the Bengals beat the Ravens and the Titans win, uh, Tennessee would go to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Uh, so so kind of keep that in mind. Uh, I think we would all probably rather play the Jaguars. Am I right on that? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think the the Chiefs have found their you know mojo, however you want to say that, on offense again. They they lost it in the middle of the year, um, but but they seem to be hitting on all cylinders again. And you don't want to go to Arrowhead in January, right? And then that's just not the, that's not something you want to walk into. So yeah, I, I think you're probably right about that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to uh, to watch. But, anyway. All right, so we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have a uh, practice report to talk about tomorrow night. Um, and so we'll know if, if DeMarco Murray practices, which I, I would be shocked if he did. If Logan Ryan practices, you know, more if they could get back this week, they need him out there. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that um, as the as the week goes along. Uh, you can obviously follow along musiccitymiracles.com. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at jmorrismcm. Terry is at T. Lambert FB. Uh, that'll do it for tonight. Thanks for listening to Locked On Titans. Please subscribe uh, and rate and review the podcast on iTunes. We'd appreciate that. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network. But why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite MLB team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app. And be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.